What's going on? Living the life, my man. Been catching up on a on a lot of Dark Side of the Ring and watching some old pay per views. Oh. Last one I watched was uh, Capital Combat '90. It's a WCW pay per view. Opened up with uh, Legion of Doom, and I think his name was Norman. I'm not sure who he is exactly, but they took on uh, Kevin Sullivan, Cactus Jack, and Bam Bam. Oh, so it was a really good match. And the second match was Mean Mark Callis and Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace, my yeah, man. John, John Laurinaitis. People power, yeah. People power. What happened to his voice is my question. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's always been like that. My name's John Laurinaitis. <laughs> no, if you listen to him when he talked before, man, he didn't sound like that when he was young. Hmm. Yeah, this character. For some reason, like illness is coming to mind. Like he had some illness that resulted in that. Oh yeah, I I could be wrong. I don't know. But seeing Undertaker like that, his mean Mark Callis, man, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that was really weird. That was right before. Yeah, that had to have been right before he went to WWE. Yeah. He debuted at Survivor Series in 90. Did you know that uh, John Laurinaitis is Animal's brother? I did. The Young Punk promo taught me that. Your brother being one half of the legendary Road Warriors. When he went off and roasted them. <laughs> You're just mad because I've achieved more in in a year than you've achieved in your entire career. Stuff like that. Flipping his tie around and everything. Good old times. <laughs> I miss those years. I've watched those promos so many times. Man. Just fantastic times. Anyways. Let's jump into what we have to talk about, because I have a lot of stuff. Some of it's just kind of mentioning, and some other things have some deeper meaning to them. I'm going to start at the bottom of my list and work the way up. Uh, So at the bottom, Austin Gunn is injured. He's going to be out about eight to ten weeks. Uh, Austin Gunn, he's he's an AEW. Uh, I've never heard of him before. He's... uh, Probably seen him before. Okay. Yeah, he he's Billy Gunn's son. Oh, okay, yeah, yep. So he's going to be out for pretty much the summer, pretty close to the entire summer. Uh, Ray Phoenix is injured too, and he was pulled from Double or Nothing. So, oh dang, that sucks. Uh, where was the other injury I had? Aha. Uh, the Miz tore his ACL <sighs> in the, in his Matt Lumberjack zombie match at Backlash. I haven't seen anything saying this, but do you think that's why he got carried out by the zombies, or do you think that was part of the plan all along? I still think that was part of the plan. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Although it would make sense, though, if that's why, but... 
that's kind of what I'm thinking because that'd be a kind of a weird audible to call. You know, oh, I'm injured. You know, have zombies carrying me out. Right. I don't think he would do that. So it'll be months before we see him. Because, well, <clears throat> I watched the part where he tore it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't at the end of the match. Like, it was towards the end. But, like, he, you can see him, like, standing on his tiptoes, right? Yeah. And well, um, what's his name? I'm, I'm blanking. Uh, Damian Priest actually did his finisher. And Miz kicked out. Yeah, I mean, it, he he still did some stuff being injured. And I'm sure adrenaline has a has a part to play in that too. Right. But kudos for finishing the match. I remember, uh, I think it was Sin Cara. Sin Cara broke his thumb during a match and called it off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, jeez, man. What a reason to call off a match. I mean... He did injure himself, but people have wrestled through way worse. I don't know. So he's he's going to be out at least six months. Probably longer than that. Huh? That is that is the injury I when it comes to longest uh, rehabilitation time. At least when he comes back, there's going to be a crown. His return, his return, better be a surprise. It better be a surprise. I'm trying to think. Six months from now, that'd be... Uh, November, December. Maybe January, if you push it off a little bit. Maybe a Rumble return. That would be sick, because there will be a crowd for that. So That would be fun. So, yeah, that's... I, I wonder what they're going to do with Morrison now. If he's going to do something with Damian Priest and... Well, Damian Priest, because Bad Bunny hasn't been around, but if he's going to do that, if he's going to go do something on his own, if they're going to pull him from TV until The Miz is back, I don't know. I hope they don't pull him. I think he needs he needs time to himself to actually, like, cause I, I was hoping they would, I, yeah, I'm hoping they don't ever go back, like, to a group again, because yeah, I, The Miz needs honestly, solo. Right I think now. you're going to hate me for saying this. I think Morrison is better than The Miz. <laughs> I do. You yeah. laugh, but look at look at his older stuff. Look at his older stuff when he yeah. walked away from, from WWE the first time and he went to all these other companies. When he was in Lucha Underground and Impact, look at what he did there. I mean, he was a star. Then he comes back and becomes a goofball. That's what he's perfect at. I don't know about that. I think it's a little too far-fetched. No, he's funny, dude. I love him. Uh, I miss Johnny Nitro, man. I don't. John Morrison is always better. More Johnny Nitro, less Johnny Drip Drip. Johnny Drip Drip. That's what I want. Johnny Drip Drip is the man. Jeez. Speaking of other companies... um. So, do you know Moose? Yep, he was an impact for a long time. Right. He, yep. He, uh, apparently he's denied that he re signed with Impact. And, uh, he teased an NXT run and crashing the double or nothing main event, which is Pac, Orange, Cassidy, and Kenny Omega for the title. I hope that's not the case. 
I think he, I think him and NXT would be uh, a pretty good fit. Yeah, him and Kerry and Cross could probably tear it up pretty good. I never really knew much about Moose, honestly, but I knew who, I know who he is. But he was around. He was in Ring of Honor and starting to gain some traction when I was watching Ring of Honor. And then he signed to Impact, and then that's kind of where I dropped off because I haven't watched Impact since Aces and Eights days, which that that is a long time ago. Almost. Probably like eight, but... Aces and Eights, man. That's when I didn't really watch TNA back then. Man, you missed out on some of the best. I think I quit watching around... They had Luke Gallows, yeah, no, I Mr. Anderson, uh, Taz joined Mr. eventually, <laughs> Brooke Hogan turned heel kind of and went with Bully Ray. They had Devon. Anybody that was anybody. Taz has been everywhere though. <clears throat> I, I miss Taz as a performer, man. He was good. <clears throat> Really good. He didn't want to mess with him, that's for sure. Okay. I'm I'm looking because my notes are a little all over this week. Um, okay. Also with Impact. So you saw, did you see the Slammiversary teasers? Yeah. So apparently Daniel Bryan's been teased for it and so have the Iconics. And the Forgotten Sons. Now, the Forgotten Sons, I don't know much about. I know they had a little stint in NXT and a very tiny one on SmackDown. But nothing that I really saw. So, I'm, I don't really know what to say on that. Maybe they'll be a really good addition for the tag team division. Mm-hmm. As far as the Iconics, that's going to be a weird dynamic. Because as far as I know, there isn't really a tag division in the knockouts division. Yeah. So it'd probably just be like a having somebody by your side type of thing. Well, I hope they just go by the you know go their separate ways. I think the magic's in the in the duo. Honest. I I don't don't foresee them going like a serious route. I think they're still going to be goofy, and it felt natural. So I, I don't think they're going to go a different route with their characters. I don't, I don't know how that dynamic would work. I don't know. I might just have to tune into Impact and see. Might have to give it another try. I watched it like just barely. When Kenny Omega went on there for the first time after he won the championship, and I just wasn't very interested. Yeah. Now, granted, that was one week. I I didn't really give it a chance to pick up, but I don't know. I just I wasn't feeling it. Um, WWE has had some releases. Yeah, and I don't like care about. <laughs> let's yeah, let's start with the the smaller one. So they released Alexander Wolf. He, I believe, he was still in NXT UK as part of Imperium. 
Uh, Jessamine Duke, she was one of the four horsewomen of MMA with Marina Schaefer, Shayna Baszler, herself, and Ronda Rousey. Vanessa Bourne, I don't know much about her. Uh, Skyler Skyler Story, I know nothing about. Ezra Judge, I know nothing about as well. And then I believe it's Kavita Devai. I still, I, I don't know who they are. Yeah. The reason for them being released, of course, was budget cuts. So, I don't know. I'm actually, uh, I'm part of a Facebook group, Wrestling Trading Cards and Collectibles. Mm-hmm. And she, Jessamine Duke was actually like, she did a couple cameos for the group and everything. And like, I think she might have joined the card group for a little while too. She was really cool. It was kind of cool to have that like secondary connection, I guess. She was uh, really personable. So best of luck to them. See where they end up, if anywhere. Um, let's talk Alistair Black. Alistair Black, yes. So he came back to SmackDown this week. Now you're going to have to give me the details. How did he make his entrance? Did he have music? Did he not? Did he just kind of come out of nowhere? He pretty much came out of nowhere. Like it was all foggy. You know, you couldn't really see anything. And then he, you saw him walk out. And all he did was come in the ring and kick Biggie in the face. Whatever his finishing move was called. I forgot. Black Mass. Black mask, yep. It's all he did was hit him and walk away. It was very fast and very sudden. Did he come from under the ring or did he come from backstage? He came from backstage. Okay. Okay. Because I thought maybe they'd go for a <clears throat> maybe like a cane style thing where he comes from underneath or something. Nope. He just normal. He came out like a normal human being <laughs> except for the uh fog and stuff yeah i knew right i knew right then and there that was alistair black when i saw the fog i'm like okay that's gonna be alistair black now do you think he's gonna win the championship oh yeah not right now maybe but he will they need is to. it is it apollo that has the title right now yeah <clears throat> okay i'm trying to think <clears throat> So Biggie is a face. Yep. And Apollo is a heel. Mm-hmm. And then Alistair attacks Biggie. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of almost what's going to happen. For, though. I mean, it makes sense why he attacked Biggie, though. But... Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of a reason for him to do that so I guess I'll just have to wait and see well he I don't think he really could attack uh, Apollo because Apollo it was a title match so I'm sure oh, they, didn't want, they, they didn't want Apollo to drop the title just yet so they just had him tag Biggie I guess hmm interesting but that match was great dude oh my gosh between Apollo and Biggie and Sami Zayn it was a fatal four way 
Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch it. It was great. See if I can do that. I think I can. Because we have Hulu. Well, I have the network too. What am I talking about? Speaking of, thank you for mentioning a couple weeks ago that Peacock sucks. Or as (laughs) Jim Cornette likes to call it, the cock. I think that's hilarious. But... (laughs) But when I'm when I'm on there now, it's so laggy. Yeah, it's horrible. And it lags my PlayStation unless I close the app when I go to Switch to do something else. It's crazy. And it's not like it's a brand new streaming service, you know. It's been around for like a year or two now, so like they had, they had enough time to. Tune well, in. adding adding such a big library, such as the network, could bog down the servers too. So I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's something in the works for that, but I hope so. That's the thing that sucks with programming things and stuff like that. You don't really know what to fix until you run it and see the problems, you know? Yeah. That that's kind of the thing that sucks. So I I sympathize going <laughs> through college and seeing that, you know. I'm going into computer engineering, so I see a lot of that stuff and kind of how it the process of how it works i'm not going to claim to know how to fix it or anything because i definitely don't but i know that when it comes to programming stuff like that yeah it's definitely a trial and error thing so i don't know if you sorry go ahead no sorry it's it's pointless i was i was going to say something else about cyber stuff but it's irrelevant all right all right Uh I was going to say, I don't know if you watch basketball or not, but a uh, picture of Russell Westbrook walking into the arena with a NWO shirt and a Hollywood Hulk Hogan hat. <laughs> I saw that. I just saw that. That was funny. Yeah, he walked in with a shirt and then a hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Before a game. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Trying to be another Dennis Rodman, I guess. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. Dennis Rodman? Yeah. Probably drugs and women. The uh, the norm. I don't think he's on drugs anymore. (laughs) Was he ever? I believe so. I think he had a problem, yeah. Hmm. Well, hopefully it's not a problem anymore. I mean, he was, you know, best friends with uh, Kim Jong-un. Hmm. There was I don't remember the I don't remember what they said, but there was a thing. It it was a meme, but it was fact checked that just lists all this crazy stuff about that Dennis Rodman has done. It's like wow, he's really done like a lot of just crazy stuff. I don't remember any of it, but crazy dude. So did you see the story about WWE getting new stage designs for Raw and SmackDown? No, I didn't. Are they doing new stage designs? Yeah, so with the end of the Thunderdome and WWE starting to tour again in July with Money in the Bank, they're set to get new stage designs confirmed by one of the producers. Good, good. Yeah, it's it's a little SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown is okay. 
I think I like Roz is a little too boring. Yeah. I just I hope they don't change it too much. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they can do. It's kind of yeah. exciting to see. Speaking of SmackDown, uh so this past episode they were have like a they had all the champions besides Roman Reigns out and they're you know talking about champions, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden you hear Roman Reigns' old music play. You know, like the the shield. Right. And it's Paul Heyman. So I'm like, oh, okay. So that's going to be Paul Heyman's theme, not, you know, Roman Reigns. But then you see a picture later on that shows Roman Reigns, like, standing over Cesaro after beating him. And you hear his old theme song again. Hmm. And I was happy for a second because I'm like, oh, yes, are they going back to that? And then an hour later, he comes out to his new theme song. And I'm like, what, why would you play that? Yeah. <laughs> I was so I happy. Know. I hate his new theme song, man. It's not growing on me. So give me context. Who was who was out there? Uh was it like Apollo? Um Yeah. It was Dominic it was and like, Ray. Yep. And then uh Bianca Belair and Bianca. Uh Tamina and Natalia. Okay, okay. Hmm. And then it was a really good promo by Paul. He came out and he's like so talk. I'm not, you know, not word for word what he said, but he's like, "You guys aren't champions. You're title holders. There's only one champion here." Blah blah blah. That was pretty cool. I have to, I have to watch that episode because seems pretty, uh, pretty interesting. One of the best episodes in the past couple months, I think. I got to admit, too, I do not remember one thing from Raw. I sat and I wa- I. I use the word watched very loosely. I sat and watched all three hours this week. And I do not remember a thing. I don't remember a little bit. I'm trying to think. I remember it not being as bad as it's been. Riddle and Randy were out. Yeah. For something, but I don't, I do not remember. I was working on something while I was <laughs> watching. I don't remember what it was. I can't remember either, but I know it wasn't as bad as it has been. I think I was working on some eBay stuff while I was watching. So I was like taking pictures and putting oh, stuff up and packing yeah. orders. It was Kobe <clears throat> Kingston versus Randy. Really? Hmm. Yeah, it was good. I remember something like that. And then he, he accepted uh, what's Bobby Lashley's challenge. And he beat Bobby Lashley. Crazy. But it was... So Randy it was, beat Bobby. No, Kofi Kingston beat Bobby. Oh, my God. Are you serious? It wasn't like a clean match. He rolled him up. But still, he beat Bobby Lashley? Yeah. He was Kofi King, little, little Kofi Kingston beat Bobby Lashley. Uh, excuse me, former WWE champion Kofi Kingston? Okay, hey, yeah. don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm fine with the Dave. I totally believe it could happen. But when you build this guy to be the biggest freak and the biggest just you stop this man and then you have Kofi beat him. But he rolled him up, so it wasn't on. like he dominated he didn't dominate the match. Like, a guy like, like Bobby he rolled though. him up though. He rolled a guy him up like Bobby, though. But when a big guy gets rolled up like that, they're not gonna off. be able to 
Yes. But he rolled them up. That's different than pinning him one, two, three like that. You know, normal one, two, three. If if Bobby tore both his ACLs and still kicked out of that and beat Kofi, I'd that'd be more believable than Kofi rolling him up. No, so yeah, Kofi rolled him up and won. It was good. I don't know. So we're gonna see Kofi Kingston get thrown around like a rag doll against Bobby Lashley for a while, and that's good. I mean, I guess. I, like I guess it. it's I good. like it though, man. You don't be so such a negative Nancy, man. Come on, come on. Well, I, I like when wrestling means something. This Kofi thing, if it turns into a longer thing, is a means to an end. To it's me, different. that's just we different. have nobody in the locker room we can put against him that we don't want to trash. They don't. The or, they don't. They have nobody in the locker room. That's out. the problem. That's the problem. They don't have anybody in the locker room. And that, I'm sick of seeing. That's part of the problem. I'm sick of seeing Drew McIntyre come out every five seconds and challenge him for the belt. It's annoying. I'm glad they're going to do something different for once. Have one if, match with Kofi and end it. That's let me clarify to too. If it's if it's a choice. And I made the choice. It's like, look, we can either send Drew McIntyre out against him or Kofi. I would say Kofi, debatably. If they said we're going to send Kofi out, but we're going to have him win, then I would say Drew. Well, he's not going to win the title. It wasn't a title match. No, so, but I mean, just win the match. It was a normal match. I don't have a problem with you know him winning a normal no title match. It know. was it was good. It was good. Come on, it was good. It's I think that does nothing for Bobby. It doesn't have to. I mean, they just need to, they need to find a better person backstage that can wrestle them, and then I think they just need to do this to waste some time to find somebody. For me, that's a hole in in Bobby Lashley because you build him to be this unstoppable guy, and then you have a guy like Kofi that you haven't built up at all in 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 recent terms, in recent times. Beat him. In what I would consider a very BS way. Because I hate those surprise roll-up pins and how you get the three count on them. I hate those. I think that is a way overused cliche ending to a match. And so is the submission until someone passes out so they don't actually tap out. I think when they're seasoned in, when that moment's seasoned in, it's okay but not when it's used often. And WWE's been getting a little too generous with that. But you got to remember, they also kind of want to build up Kofi for you know, a little bit before they have a title match. That's the only way Yeah, do but it don't with. do it with the champion. Other formidable people on the roster. I mean, they did it with Bobby. That's how they built him up. And he doesn't have to win either to, to really build him up. He just has to give him a run for his money. See, I like. I think Kofi could have learned something from, like Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. Because you look at that match and you say, "There's no way Darby Allen would win, unless he outsmarts Brian Cage." Because you don't have to be bigger; you just have to be smarter in terms of technicality. And Darby Allen used a few clever tactics and pulled off the win. So I was okay with that because he outsmarted Brian Cage. And I didn't watch the match, so I'm going to have to take your word on it. Did Kofi do anything, I guess, witty for the match to win it? I don't really remember. I didn't watch 
too much of it, like because like I don't pay attention to Raw, like you know, you know me and me and you both don't really pay too too much attention. I was back and forth on it, so I I can't blame you there, man. It's you you would probably have to strap me into a chair and <laughs> force my head one direction to get me to watch it all the time, and even then I probably try to sleep, but it's it gets bad. It's a mess. Oh, show is a mess. It's all over the place and. I, I guess I'd be okay with him winning if they just had a structure for it, you know. He's not going to win the title there. I mean, we all know that. I despise the fact – I despise roll-up pins. I really do. Probably Surprise the- roll-up pins. That result in the victory. I hate that. So it's cheap. It? It's moronic. And it's lazy. Not really. Elaborate. It's just, it's the only way they can have him win at least one match versus obviously if he rolls him up. The only way. If he rolled him up smartly, like he had some clever way to do it because he, he didn't have a, a, diff, a unique way of doing it, right? He just rolled him up normal. I don't think, I don't think so. Okay. So he just rolled him up normal. I, I, I really hate that. I really do. Just if you're going to have him win, commit. Have him hit one move, Trouble in Paradise, whatever you want to do. Have him hit one move, pin him clean. Make him tap clean. But they can't do that with Bobby. They could. They couldn't because that's going to make him look weak, man. Making him look weak is better than making it look fake. And when you roll up for a surprise pin, a guy that has gone through compared to his other matches, probably a normal match and pick up the win. That's just not believable. Okay. I just went back and I watched the replay and okay, the ref was turned around and what's his name? Drew, Drew McIntyre hit Bobby Lashley in the face with a, with a MVP's cane. And then he rolled him up. Jeez. So McIntyre is still in the picture. Let me remind you, Bobby Lashley was an ECW champion. He's taken yeah. worse than a cane shot to the face, I'm sure. No, well, he was in WWE ECW, so right, he was, right. But he, he wasn't—he wasn't ECW champion. He was WWE ECW champion. He wasn't. No, there's no credit there because. <laughs> right, but I'm saying he's—he's he's taken worse than that, and to be rolled up by a guy 100 pounds lighter than him. I don't know. I don't like it. If you're going to build Kofi, build him, build him using other people. Don't do it with the champion that you built to be unbreakable. And I think part of this is just my bias of like not buying into the Kofi Kingston hype. I think think that's what it is, yeah. (laughs) I think it's part of it, but I don't know. Yeah, I remember though, like Lashley wasn't really built up either. He literally he beat the Miz to win the championship. It's like okay, like that's not really that. It's not saying much. Right. It's, it's the Miz. He's not the most dominant wrestler, you know. Like I, I don't but like he, this. I don't. I don't like the uh, Lashley reign right now. But even so, like he did that strategically because he enlisted the help of the Miz. He said, "Look, if you go out there and do your thing and win the championship, I'll help you to do that." If 
you give me an opportunity at the title later. And he said, yeah. okay. And then, you know, he eventually got the match out of the Miz and won the championship. That was never smart. Built, he never got built up, though. He, he was. He, he never got built up for it, though, really. I mean, he, all he did was last he went out and beat and, like, kicked a tired Drew McIntyre's ass. And then the Miz came out and did a couple finishes and beat him. It wasn't really. I mean, yeah, that's special. I mean, I'll give you that. That was that was in part an investment in WWE's part, where he was just they were just like, you know, what, we're just gonna strap a rocket to you before we know you're gonna fly with it, you know. In my opinion, I don't think Lashley's that great of a WWE champion. No, he's he's bland. He's he's always been kind of a charisma vacuum, you know. I've, I feel I've never like they're been just, a fan of him. I feel like they're just giving that title to veterans right now. And yeah, I think that's part of it. Because I Bobby think Lashley he's... too. I think the problem with him, he's mm-hmm. so big and and physically looking imposing. He's imposing looking, but then when he gets in the ring, he doesn't really show it. He just mm-hmm. kind of wrestles normal. He, he wrestles normal. Wrestling. He talks normal. There's nothing that really sets him out, really, except for his physique. The only good thing about his reign right now is MVP. Yeah, MVP is his mouthpiece, and really he's doing a stand-up job. You know, even somebody like Brock Lesnar, you know, without a mouthpiece, he doesn't really need to talk because he just throws people around. Bobby doesn't do that. Could he do it? Absolutely, but he doesn't. That's the problem. Lashley talks. He doesn't let, you know, MVP talk for him. Right. And even Lesnar, like, when he does talk, you believe it because you've seen it before. You've seen him destroy people, mm-hmm. and his words have meaning that way. Lashley really hasn't done that. He's had regular matches, and it's just like, yeah, we'll see when the pay-per-view rolls around if you're really going to dominate this guy or not. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It. I don't think Kofi's the guy, especially against somebody like Bobby Lashley for the championship. He won't be. They're just wasting time right now, man. (sighs) Call me old-fashioned. I don't like him winning against the champion and then losing when it comes time to get the championship. So, that's the way business goes. Not my company. Lashley ain't going to win every match. I'm sick of them trying to make every champion dominant too dominant they're gonna lose i think the problem is they try to make them dominant after they win the title do it on their way up right yeah they've been messing they've been messing up you know put them on a streak and then just be like oh you might be coming for the for the big one and then when he wins it that way he plateaus a little bit he might come up a little bit but plateaus in in general terms right and then it, it seems more feasible. That's like the opposite of what's going on in AEW right now. <laughs> they got, yeah. They got Omega looking like a little, my pseudo language, a little, well, they, I'm not going to say the word, but. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. A little B word, you know. They're making him look like that. He's, but, I, I can barely keep track, man. He Apparently he has a title match with Moose for Zimpact Champ. He's going to have that championship match for the AAA title against Andrade at the end of the summer. Yeah. It's got the double or nothing championship 
match. I mean, I can keep track of it, but it's like, geez, you know, I've, I've never in any of the wrestling I've keep track, kept track of, I've never had that much to keep track of. I just think that's a problem with that company. They try to do too much with so many people. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. How high do you push somebody before it becomes unreal? Right. Yeah. It's just that that tag match at uh, Blood and Guts really rubbed me the wrong way when Kenny Omega left and, uh, you know, abandoned his teammate. Like, that's the world champion. He did his job right there. You saying that proves exactly how much of a heel he is and how good of a heel he can be. He's not that good, though. That's a problem. Not, not to justify what he did, but I'm saying the way that it rubbed you the wrong way, he did his job that night. I, really, I don't really care for Omega. Because <clears throat> you know the stubborn That's what I'm next. saying, because that, that's, the, that's the reaction he's trying to evoke. You know, like, oh, look at this coward. Look at this just horrible dude and this is our champion you know it really makes you root against him in true heel fashion yeah. I don't know as AEW champion I think he's pretty good um, as far as um, AAA and Impact to my knowledge not on those shows very much, so I don't think it does That's anything stupid. for those for those companies. That is just dumb. Why would you have a world champion who's not on your show? That doesn't make sense to me. The only thing I could think of is they would think, oh, well, Kenny's going to be on the show. Maybe that'll bring some of the AEW fans to our company. But to my knowledge, he hasn't been on the show. No. What's so, the point of watching Impact if there's no world champion there every week? Pay-per-view buy-ins. If if the loss in ratings is less than the buy-ins for the pay-per-view, I guess. I mean, who really wants to buy an Impact pay-per-view? I mean, nobody. wrong, I guess. <laughs> you mean Slammiversary people are going to buy because they're teasing Daniel Bryan and the Iconics. That's about it. Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what happens there. I'm not going to buy the pay-per-view because I'm not exactly in the financial situation to do that. Oh, yeah, I'll buy pay-per-views. I will see. I will see when it comes out what happens. Speaking of that stuff, before I forget, uh, Double or Nothing is coming to select movie theaters. Yeah, really? It's going to be $20 a ticket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's I might do it. That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty cool. It'd be a cool experience. I mean because I'm not gonna spend eighty bucks for paper for a pay per view. I'm sorry, no pay per view. No, no. Like I wouldn't do that like WWE did it. Maybe WrestleMania, but not I don't, any other one. I don't get how people do it for like UFC or boxing or anything. It's too much money. Like especially when they end in like the first round. Which is, is like half the time anymore. UFC needs to do what WWE does and say not maybe not AEW but like a network you know where you can just pay ten bucks a month and watch pay per view because yeah sign with I, something yeah because like I'm the fighters gonna... don't don't the fighting don't the fights usually go through like HBO or something usually for the pay per views like boxing yes. something like that but you still gotta pay like extra money to watch it which is ridiculous so why not link it through HBO Max for like half price or something. Right. 
like I saw UFC was it, a couple months ago, and I'm like, oh, okay, but like they said on there, you can watch through ESPN Plus. So like I right. paid for a month of ESPN Plus because I wanted to watch UFC. Then I went to the mm-hmm. I went to go watch UFC. Oh, you got to pay eighty bucks. I'm like, oh hmm. my gosh, yeah, I'm not paying eighty bucks. You, you you advertise it that I can watch on ESPN Plus and then not have it on there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I don't know anything about it, so. No, my dad has ESPN Plus, and he watches uh, like the prelims and fight night and stuff. But I, I think he would have to pay for the pay per views because he's never like watched the actual pay per views. It's always like fight night and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe one day, maybe one day they'll smarten up to it. They should. But there has to be something with the math, though, right? Because like, if there was more money in doing the streaming service, they would do it. Right. So there has to be something in the money that works out better for them that way. That's why they make the millions, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, I just I don't. I don't want to pay eighty bucks for a mat for a fight that can last ten seconds. You know. Right. Right. At least with wrestling, you know, you're going to get a decent amount of show out of it. It's it's going to be a full performance. You know, it's going to be a fifteen minute match, not you know a five second fight. Well, unless you're watching Brock Lesnar, but it's true, true. <laughs> but you know you're gonna get the value out of it, at least. Right. <clears throat> Whether you're happy or upset about the outcomes, that's that's irrelevant, I guess. Right, like five bucks to watch uh, Backlash. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Like, I would and you can pay... watch all the originals and stuff. I just watched mm-hmm. the WWE icons, Rob Van Dam. That's where I watched that. Capital Combat. I haven't watched the uh, Icon yet with uh, Rob Van Dam yet. I was it's, going to. It's decent. It's decent. I've never really been that high on Rob Van Dam. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he was okay. Watching the documentary though, I realized like, man, Matt Riddle is just like this, and a lot of his like promos and how he is. Not as good, but pretty cool. Yep, it's we'll it's see. different. Matt Riddle's not even close to his prime in WWE yet, though, so we'll see. No, he's he's going to go to the moon, man. A he's guy great. like that, Vince loves a guy like that who can entertain the crowd and make him laugh. He can work with anybody. Right, look at him and Randy. Who would think that <laughs> him and Randy together would be decent? Like, I think that's one of those opposites attract relationships. And I'm, I'm honestly shocked that Randy was so... He's like he's into it too. Like it's really weird. Well, he talks about like in Stone Cold sessions and stuff. He talks about bringing it full circle and you know helping the talent on his way out. So I think this is one of those moments, you know, where he's kind of trying to help Riddle because he sees the potential. Yeah. So let's talk about one thing. I'm just gonna breeze over this because I don't know the story. I don't know the details. I don't know what came out as true, what came out as false. I have no idea. All I know is this one thing. WWE released Velveteen Dream. Now, I was doing my research today, and I saw like three or four different stories of people saying he was unprofessional, he was this, he was that, all negative stuff. Before I even got to the story about him being released. Mm-hmm. like a bunch of people coming up and saying he was unprofessional and blah, blah, blah. 
So I, I don't know. And as far as the allegations go against him, I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not. Some people are saying they're true. Some people are saying they're not. I don't care to comment. I know you probably don't as well. I don't want to speak for you, but I would mm-hmm. guess. If you do, go for it. But all I know, you know, the allegations obviously were he was texting inappropriate stuff to fourteen-year-olds. But you know, I don't, I don't know how real that is or how accurate that is. They said they investigated it and found nothing. So, if it is true, then you know, this was absolutely rightfully so. If it wasn't true, then I think I don't know what to think. You know, he was really not that. Yeah, it was okay, but yeah, I mean, he had a mini white hot streak like, that pretty much halted because of the allegations. Yeah, he probably would have been one of the NXT champions <laughs> had that not happened. But I believe he wasn't he North American champion for a while. That I don't know. Let me look it up. I believe he was. Yeah, look it up. I'm I'm interested to see. I believe he, I think a couple years ago, maybe around the time where it first became a thing. Yeah, he was. He defeated Johnny Gargano in uh, oh, okay. 2017. Wow, that long ago. Yep. That title's been around that long. Yeah. Hmm. That was our senior year in high school. I don't remember that. That's nuts. I was probably watching it at that point, too. Well, let me see when he exactly won it. Wasn't Maybe Keith wasn't. Lee one, too? Yeah, Keith Lee was before he came to the main roster. And Adam Cole, I think. And I think that's about it. Let me look and see when he exactly... Title was introduced. Or, no, the first champion was in 2018. Okay, I was wrong. Okay, okay. He won it in 2019. Okay, I was way off. <laughs> I don't know why. I was going to say, damn, back in high school, man. No, he beat, he, he held it for like 231 days. He lost to Roderick Strong. Oh, wow. Damian Priest was a champion for a while. What? That must have been a sleeper. I do not remember that. I speaking of Damian Priest, did you see his old pictures? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. He was, he was so out of shape, like oh my, and now, and now he's looking great. Because he got denied, like when he was like that, he WWE wouldn't give him a contract, and he went away and he got in shape, and obviously he's in great shape now. Well, I doubt there's any any definitive answer but was it because of that or did he fall short because of that like that it was like his health was holding him back from performing to his fullest i'm not sure but i I read that he did he tried out and he didn't make the cut and then he went off somewhere else to ring of honor because i was gonna say if he was if he was just like big and out of shape in general and he was getting gassed at you know, normal stuff. That's, that's a reasonable thing to say, you know, okay, we're not going to sign this guy, but if it was just aesthetics, that's messed up. Yeah. 
I doubt it was just aesthetics, but I don't know. Oh, let's see here. The last thing I have on here, it's kind of interesting. I haven't been following the storyline too much, but it's very interesting to me because I have no idea where they're going with it. So did you see the little snippet of Jake Atlas versus Cameron Grimes on this week's NXT? No, I didn't watch NXT this week. I didn't watch it either. I just saw this clip. They had a match. Uh, Ted DiBiase came out. Kind of towards the end. Of, well, it was the end of the match because he, he ended up costing Cameron Grimes the match. But apparently, the Million Dollar Championship is coming back for the NXT storyline with Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes. Oh, okay. And apparently it's coming back this upcoming week on NXT. Now, for what? I don't know. Is it going to be brought brought back as a legitimate title? Is it going to be somewhat of a what the FTW championship is to Brian Cage right now? It's just kind of there to be there. I don't know. Like I said, I have not followed the storyline. I just know that Ted DiBiase has been working with Cameron Grimes a little bit. I know he was there, but which is weird. But... I don't know what to make of it. I'll I'll have my eye on it though. It seems interesting. Speaking of Ted DiBiase, I watched the uh, Nick Gage episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and apparently that was his first live interaction with wrestling. Was with Ted, Ted DiBiase, so he offered $100 to anybody in the crowd who wanted to, after a match, kiss his bare foot. And Nick Gage was that guy, and he got 100 bucks that night. <laughs> very, very weird. Nick Gage, man. That, that episode is wild. If you want to see something wild, watch that episode. Cage. I always think you're saying I'm always thinking of Brian Cage in AEW when I hear the name on home. <laughs> no, Nick Gage, like a yeah. 12 gauge shotgun. Don't know who it is. Man, that story is nuts. He robs a bank. He has a he had a painkiller His brother died. I don't want to spoil everything. I just spoil a lot of it, but it's a crazy episode. Kind of uh, gives a it gives a look into deathmatch hard hardcore wrestling. I don't know that I'd call it hardcore wrestling. ECW is like hardcore wrestling. This is deathmatch wrestling, where like David Arquette got his throat cut open and. Nick Gage was legally dead for seven minutes after one of his matches because he lost so much blood and he still wanted to go back into the ring and finish the match and he got cut like in the somewhere around the abdomen with a light tube that he went through and it went the wrong way. I don't know. 
it's a wild episode, man. It's crazy. I'll have to find it. I, I think it's on YouTube right now. I usually watch it the legit way, but Hulu has not had them up. And we don't have on demand here on our cable, so I haven't been able to go back and watch any of them. So I had to watch... That was episode three in the new season. And episode four was Collision in Korea, which is when WCW and Antonio Inoki went to North Korea to do a show back in the 90s. So I had to watch those two on YouTube. And then they uploaded the first season or the first episode of season three, the first two episodes, but they were both about Brian Pillman. They Vice themselves uploaded that to YouTube, so I was able to watch that. Which those those were pretty good episodes too. I've I've seen every episode of Dark Side of the Ring now. It's a great series. I watched a little bit of it. I've learned a lot from it. I've learned a lot from it. This up is um. I think it's the Ultimate Warrior. Yep. That's exciting. That'll be a fun one, for sure. I think the only Dark Center rings that I watched were the Owen Hart ones. Benoit? Chris, Chris Benoit, and the one with Benoit was, like, crazy. Like, you know, people were saying, oh, watching this Benoit, you know, one it made me feel bad for him. It's like, yeah, not me. Yeah, I mean. I feel no remorse for him, <laughs> you know. I have a very strong feeling about Chris Benoit. When you... I don't care to throw my hat into the whole discussion of did he kill his family or anything because I... Even watching the episode and seeing different things about him, I, I don't know. But... It just... People say he was like, oh, he was one of the greatest wrestlers and blah, blah, blah. If you go back and watch his matches, he wasn't he wasn't the best wrestler like people make him out to be. He was just booked to be. He wasn't really... He was decent in the ring, but he wasn't great. And he didn't really have a personality. No, he didn't. He was just... He was just there. He was just ironically crazy. I don't know. You gotta go back. You gotta watch uh, Paul Heyman's little bit on him. Oh, where he, the guy the guy says my boy, and he's like, somebody out here said my boy. Why? Yeah. Yeah, he, he has no remorse for him. At all. I, I, I really don't. I, I feel no sorrow for Chris Benoit. I feel sorrow for his family, you know, people affected, not him. Yeah, absolutely. I feel bad for his poor son that's alive. You know, he has to. I think he's going to be a wrestler now, and he wants to wrestle under the name of Chris Benoit Jr. And I'm like, man, I I guess I sympathize with, like, you lost your father and you have that emotional connection and stuff. That's just going to kill you. But at the same time, like, you are never going to get signed anywhere with that. Right. And that might be beyond the point for him, but still. I don't know. I I don't want to comment on that because I don't know as far as the murders. But as far as performance goes, I 
I don't think he's anywhere near what he's hyped to be. No. What were some of the other episodes? I'm, I can't even think of them. There's Dino Bravo. There was Herb Abrams with the UWF. Um, Owen Hart. Benoit. Bruiser Brody. The Bruiser Brody episode's pretty good. It's a great series, man. And now they've kicked off uh, Dark Side of Football. I'm not sure what... Excuse me. I don't know what stories they're covering in football. But be interesting to see what they're going to do with that as well. What do you think they're going to talk about in the Ultimate Warrior episode? I think mainly his drug, past drug use and everything, all his struggles and stuff. I think he had. I know he was heavily on, he was heavily on drugs. But in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. I remember reading something. There was some, like, conspiracy that, like, later on in the Ultimate Warrior's career wasn't actually the original Warrior. It was someone else and stuff like that. So I wonder if they're going to touch on any of that. That airs this Thursday, I think. Okay. Yeah, because they air their episodes on Thursday. That's right. I don't. I usually don't tune into them live because we don't. I don't think we have the the channel for that. But I'm sure I'll find a way. Gabe, I want to give you a challenge. What's that? So we're semi-closing out the show at this point. I want you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, I want you to ask me one wrestling question Okay. that you want me to answer. Any? Anything. Nothing is off limits. Okay. We're going for shoots here. Ooh. Okay, I gotta I gotta think of something. Can Hit me with the rawest, dirt sheetiest question you have. Or the simplest question you have. I'm trying to think, man. You, you can't you can't put me on a spot like this. I mean I could. I just did. In front of our entire entire audience. Okay, um, this was kind of a trivia question. Okay. What title did Stone Cold Steve Austin throw in the middle of the ocean or lake, whatever? Oh, hell, that was, uh, I can picture it too, that's the messed up thing. What title I can picture it? him doing it. Early early two thousands, right? Yep. Late nineties, early two thousands. Like right when the Rock became really hot, like that would have been the WWF Championship. 
strong intercontinental championship. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, dude. Oh, my. That's a face palm. Right when he was becoming <laughs> hot, he won the championship. He was with the nation. Oh, my God. Yep. Speaking of, too, and this hasn't sold for this much, but I just think it's crazy someone's asking this. So do you remember Dwayne Johnson was in the movie Doom back in the early 2000s? Oh, yeah. Based on the video game? Oh, yeah. So somebody has a Beckett, I think it's a 9.5 graded card that he autographed. And it's like certified by the company that made the cards and everything. It's a certified autograph. Guess how much you're asking for it? Two million? No. How much? $125,000. That's it? it pff, that's it. That's it? So the only other autograph card that I've seen that's certified by the card manufacturer, at least, that is sold was a WWF 1998 Comic Images autograph card sold for $1,700. Yeah. It wasn't graded, I'll give it that. But even so, I think that Doom card won't sell for more than four, maybe $5,000. I would, I would just think with the Rock signature that it would be more money. Well, see, the difference here is the WWF card is signed the rock the doom card is signed dwayne johnson and to my knowledge that's the only autograph card he has that's dwayne johnson and not the rock yeah so that would make it a lot more but i don't think there's any (laughs) wwe card other than that comic images that's signed the rock i don't think he has any other wwe autograph cards as far as I can, as far as I know, I know there's no modern ones that he has an autograph in. But I just saw that today and I'm like, man, I know sports cards and cards in general are going up with everything going on, but geez, I couldn't imagine. That's a house. You could buy a nice house with that money for 125000 I know. There's well, so much, so much base, you can do with that money. A baseball card was just sold for three point seven million. Wasn't that a Mike Trout or something? No, it's Honus Wagner. It was oh, okay. Mike Trout sold for about two one point like, two or something. Yeah, Honus Wagner was just sold. It's only because they only had I don't know how many cards. Yeah, the tobacco card, right? I'm not sure. That's nuts. I think there was a Tom Brady autograph that was graded that sold for like three point two million. Yeah, it's like, geez, where are these people coming from, and why are they buying this stuff at that price? It's insane. Did you? Uh, this is kind of a side note, and we can end it on this, but I just thought it was funny. So, because I've been thinking about it, I'm like, the moment a Britt Baker figure drops, I'm pre-ordering mm-hmm. it. I'm not wasting my time. I am pre-ordering that figure. Yeah, I believe they have a... What's his name coming out? Uh, what's his... My favorite wrestler in AEW. What's his name? Yeah, I believe they have... Luke I'm Ford buying that figure. If I see that figure, I'm buying two of them. I'm buying one for you and one for me. 
I'll just laugh at it the whole time. I won't. I, I won't that. charge you the twenty bucks for it. Nothing. I will give you that figure <laughs> if I find a second one. I believe they're coming out with it. I think I saw something on there. They on they the are they are. I'm just waiting for them to drop on the shelves. It'll be hard to find, I think. Mm. I found series two everywhere in series three. Yeah, the Luchasaurus. He's the greatest wrestler of all time. We need to get you one. It's on record, man. I won't charge you the twenty bucks. Nothing. You can have it if I find a second one. Somebody on eBay is selling a Luchasaurus custom figure for two hundred bucks. Custom? What's they custom it about it? They made it themselves. It's a real dinosaur mask. Yep. You can give you the mask on the long hair. The figure, yeah, it's crazy. Look, it looks good. Oh, the mask doesn't look that great, but <laughs> the rest of the figure looks good. Yeah, I want to spend two hundred bucks on this thing. Yeah, you can't exactly beat the uh, manufacturers. I mean, you could, but it would hit a price point that's ridiculous. Anyways, I got away from that whole point. Uh, Britt Baker said if Christian Cage gets an AEW figure before her, she's oh. going to retire. Yeah, I did see that. That's hilarious. I'm like, I, I hope you get a figure because I'm going to pre-order one. She's by far my favorite AEW wrestler. Call me nuts. She's absolutely my favorite. She's pretty cool. I like her. She's funny. <clears throat> but yeah, I hope Christian Cage doesn't get a thing you like. I hope he gets one eventually, but maybe not, not right away. I can think of a few people that should get one first. Britt Baker being one. I think Miro should have one. Sheeta should have one. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Young Bucks? The Young Bucks already have two of each. Two of each person. I didn't know AEW already had figures in it. What the heck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have the first three series, and then in series four, I have Sammy Guevara. Who do they all have? Okay, so series one was Cody... Kenny, Brandy Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and the Bucks. Series two was MJF. Oh, Lord. MJF, Adam Page, Dustin Rhodes. MJF, Adam Page, Dustin Rhodes. Um... They had Darby Allen. Oh yeah, he was series three. Fifty-one, fifty-seven bucks. Oh my! And now I want it, dude. Okay, don't. <laughs> I want a Darby Allen one. He has a skateboard and everything. Oh, figure awesome. Okay, let me find series two here. Okay, MJF, Moxley, Adam Page, Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, and Dustin. Series three was Rio. The Bucks, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and Pack. Series four has Santana Ortiz, Guevara, 
Cody Rhodes again, Kenny Omega again, and Matt Hardy. And then Series 5 is Scorpio. Um, Scorpio, Kazarian. Luchasaurus. Jack Perry. Moxley. And another Adam Page. I'm looking at that Pac one. I'm sorry. Every other one looks okay, but the Pac one to me looks horrible. Yeah, the Pac one is pretty basic. It honestly. doesn't really look like them. You know, if you look at Orange Cassie, it looks like I'm okay. You got you got Pac who just looks like a guy with long hair and a beard. Basic. I gotta say the best one they've done so far as far as like head sculpt and the body paint and everything and everything overall is Darby Allen. That's probably the best figure they've done so far. Oh, the Darby Allen looks beat. I wanna drop fifty seven bucks right now and get it. If you want one, man, I'll I'll keep an eye out. I doubt I'll find one because they've They've been out for a long time, but if I do find one, I'll pick it up for you. Yes, I do. Because I, I've seen them a couple of times, but that was a couple of months ago when they first dropped, and now by now I'm sure they're pretty much gone. But I'll keep my eye out for it. They have five in stock right now on Walmart.com. In store or online? Okay. I kind of regret not buying all of Series 4, but I don't know. Because I want Santana and Ortiz for sure. And I'd probably grab a Matt Hardy if I found one at retail price. I don't need another Cody and another Kenny. I already have one of each. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I see a Kenny one right now, but that's out of stock. Yeah, Kenny Omega figures for some reason are going crazy. And Chris Jericho's out of stock too. Yeah, he's... He's going to be out of stock. I doubt he'll get a second figure for a while. Yeah, hopefully they don't give him another one. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get Sean Spears a figure. and I got to get... Eddie Kingston would be really cool. Yeah, I just don't have one of those. Brian Cage. Nah, I don't care. Sting! Sting, no thank you. <laughs> Sting and Tony Schiavone. No. To Tony Schiavone two pack. Sting needs to go back to his uh, nursing home where he came from. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, speaking of Sting, did you did you realize that they made it very clear on Dynamite that his match won't be a cinematic match? That it won't be. Yeah, they kept saying like this will not be a cinematic match. <laughs> no. Yeah. I watched Dynamite. Was that on Dynamite or was that? Yeah. Hmm. I must have missed that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, because it's going to be Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. They Darby Allen's going to carry that half. I yeah. mean, I'm sure Sting will get his licks in, but it'll be limited. Yeah, they kept they kept saying that, oh, this isn't going to be a cinematic match. This is going to be a real match. <laughs> this is going to be a real match. I'm surprised you didn't really. You didn't if they really it. said that. I'd be so. No, they didn't. But they. I know, but yeah. don't be surprised, lady, or don't be disappointed, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a real match. 
Not none of that <laughs> cinematic BS. That's basically what they said, though. <laughs> the only cinematic match that, in my opinion, was good was the Boneyard match between AJ and Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Bray Wyatt, John Cena one's divisive. I'm going to put my opinion out there right now. I think it was garbage. I think they should have just had a regular match at Mania. Put Bray over. There you go. If you want my two cents on it. All right, man. So what do you say we uh, wrap this podcast up for this week? All right, man. That sounds good. That sounds good. We will be back next week with more wrestling stories and news and opinions. And until then, have a good week. Yes. Peace out.